Welcome to our Harvest Men of Valor podcast. This is Pastor Elijah, and I pray all of you have grown in some way in this year's season of small groups. We're continuing in our mini-series through the book of John. We're calling Seven Signs of Jesus. And this week's sign is found in John chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. And it's the feeding of the 5,000. And I'm reading out of the ESV. And just to give you a little bit of background, John gives us the purpose of him writing the book revealed in John 20, verses 30 and 31. It says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you might believe in the Christ, the Son of God, that by believing in him, you may have life in his name. So this book is written to present Jesus not only as the Son of God, but also as the Christ in which we can have eternal life. So with that in mind, think of these seven signs as evidence not only of the proof of God or the power of God, but also the personality of God. And every other gospel uses the Greek word dunamis, which translates as miracle or mighty work in the original King James. Well, in John, it uses the Greek word Samion, which could be referred to as a miracle, but it's better translated as sign, and that's why he uses sign here. And we know that a sign is usually pointing to something or giving us information about something. So think of each of these seven signs as pointers giving us information about the proof of God, the power of God, and ultimately the personality of God. So let's look at sign number five, the feeding of the 5,000, and see how it informs us about God. And we'll start in John 6, verses 1 through 5. And it says, After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up to the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat. And I think the first sign we see here that informs about God is that God sees our human needs. Jesus had been performing miracles, as it says, and because of that, he gained quite a few followers. And this was also the time of Passover, so all the Jews were making their pilgrimage into Jerusalem. So naturally, when they heard about this great miracle worker, some of them took a little detour to see Jesus. Now, Jesus sees this crowd coming towards him, and immediately he sees their need. Now think about that. Jesus not only looks at them, but he looks inside them, and he sees that they're hungry. In verse 5, it says that Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And the thing about that is Jesus was concerned about the people. He was concerned about their immediate need. And this is something we see all over scriptures that God is aware of man's need. He was aware of Adam's need for companionship. He was aware of Joseph's need for deliverance. And he was aware of Israel's need for deliverance. See, God is the God who sees. And after Abram, or Abraham, abandoned his pregnant mistress, Hagar, she cried out to the Lord, and he blessed her, and she gave God the name el Roi, which means God sees. And God does see. He sees the human needs. And in John chapter 6, all of those people weren't even true followers of Jesus. Yet he looked at them with compassion. And if Jesus can see the needs of those who would later reject him, surely he could see your need. And because he is God who looks upon his people with compassion, he is looking upon us with compassion. And Christian, 
If you're in need today, God is looking at you. He sees your situation. He sees those in need. He is aware of the deepest concerns that we have. The first way this sign informs us about God is, number one, God sees our human needs. Well, the second way this sign informs us about God is, uh, number two, God reveals our need for him. See, the second half of verse five, Jesus asked Philip, where are we to buy bread so the people can eat? John 6 and 7 says, He said this to test him, speaking of Philip, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. Now, Jesus knew what Philip would do, but he asked him anyways. But why would Jesus ask him that question? He asked him to test his faith. And Philip does the math and figures out it would take 200 days of income to feed these people. So if you were working a full-time job making $10 an hour, which isn't a lot in California, it's around $16,000 to feed these people. And that was Philip's answer. But what was the test? And I think the test is twofold. And the first uh, reason why Jesus asked him this way It was a test of dependency. Philip had been around Jesus and either witnessed or knew of his miracles. So think about it. He saw Jesus do miraculous things, yet he still thought practically about it. And I'm not sure if he actually failed this test, but he was around the guy who turned water into wine, who healed the sick, who had the do the impossible. And he was going to build the faith of Philip and his disciples by showing them that he was able, that he was about to prove to everyone that he was that guy, the guy that they needed. And God will test us to show us that we need to depend on him. God doesn't tempt us, but he tests us. He does not tempt our flesh, but he tests our faith. And God will allow us to go through things to show us his faithfulness, but also to come to the realization that we need him. Utter dependence on a faithful God. And see, our faithfulness is a direct reflection of how much we trust God. And if you do not trust God, you will do everything you can to fix a situation that you really can't fix. So my question to you, brothers is, do you trust God in your situation? Some of you haven't passed your current test because you have not studied the right book. See, we need to get to know God's faithfulness through his word so you can recognize not only how he works in the Bible, but how he worked in your past. We can recognize how he'll work in the present and in the future. So God will test you, but he is the God who ultimately proves himself faithful if we depend on him. So the first way this sign informed us about God was God sees our human needs. The second way it informed us about God was God reveals our need for him. And the third way this sign informs us about God is God doesn't need much from us. John 6, 8 through 11, it says, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fishes. What are they for so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in this place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given them thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. See, we were just told that it would take about 200 days wages to feed these people. Yet the only thing they could find was five fish and two loaves of barley bread. And the thing is, barley bread is low-quality, cheap bread. It's something that poor people would eat. Now, the Bible doesn't say that there weren't any wealthy Jews, um, but it does indicate that Jesus took from the least to feed the great. He didn't get steak and lobster from the rich, noble person, but some low-quality bread and some fish from a small child. 
Um, but it's notable that this boy gave to the disciples the little that he had. And maybe you don't have much to offer God. Maybe you're not the most talented or the richest or the smartest. Just give God what little you have and watch what God will do. Because see, God loves to work with the humble and lowly because he gets the glory. And I know that no one throws a party for the guy who drops $2 in the offering, but maybe that's the only $2 that the guy has. And in principle, he has given more to the church than a guy who gets 200000 out of his abundance. And remember the woman with the two mites in Matthew 21, 3, Jesus says, truly, I say to you that this poor woman has put in more than all for all these out of their abundance have put in an offering for God. But she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. See, her little was a lot to God. Give God what you have and God will use it. Just like he used this boy's five fishes and two loaves. So again, This sign of the feeding of the 5,000 informs us about God, that God sees our human needs, that God reveals our need for him. Number three, God doesn't need much from us. And number four, God fulfills our need. Now, John 6, 11 through 13, it says, Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told the disciples, gather up the leftovers, fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. Now remember, Jesus had taken a little bit that the boy had and multiplied it to feed 5,000 men plus women and children, so around 10 to 15,000 people. And there wasn't anything special about the bread or fish. And there wasn't anything that stuck out about the boy except his willingness to give. But what we observe here is Jesus gave thanks and he distributed it. It was useless until it was placed into the hands of Jesus. That bread and fish couldn't have fed that many people unless it was in the hands of Jesus. And I'm sure he thanked the little boy. But the implications here is that he thanked the father for the food. And the sign here pointed to the fact that our needs are met when we entrust what little we have or don't have to Jesus. And the miracle comes from his hands, not our hands. And he also met the needs of his disciples here. And we can argue that the 12 baskets left over were enough to take care of the 12 disciples' personal needs. And isn't that how God works? He makes sure to take care of those closest to him. And everyone else got a free meal, but the disciples, they got themselves a to-go plate. Like they went to a barbecue and brought Tupperware and foil and left with a plate. But God fulfilled the need of the people and abundantly fulfilled the needs of his people. And he is gracious and compassionate. See, the feeding of the 5,000 sign informs us that God sees our human needs, number one. Number two, God reveals our need for him. Number three, God doesn't need much from us. And number four, that God is the one who ultimately fulfills our needs. When you combine these things, the sign points us ultimately to our greatest need. In John 6, 14, it says, When the people saw the signs that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. See, they recognized that he was from God. Now, they didn't respond the best way because verse 15 says that they wanted to make him king. And I get it because if someone can feed us like that, he can be our king. But remember, these things were written so we might believe that not only 
Jesus was the Son of God, but that He is the Christ, the one who takes away the sins of the world. See, it was Jesus Himself that said, man cannot live on bread alone. It was He who said, you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And it was Him who said to that woman at the well that he who drinks of this water I will give him, he will never thirst again. It is he who said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And it was he who said in verse 35 of this same chapter, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. See, I believe this sign points to a greater meal. Because every one of those people who ate that day got hungry again. But this bread that is in this sign, it is pointing to a greater bread. And it's not the bread that Jesus held in his hands, but the hands that will be pierced for our salvation. And the satisfaction that the people felt that day is nothing compared to the satisfaction of the wrath of God that was absorbed through Jesus. And that fullness that they felt on that day is nothing compared to the fullness of the resurrection that we'll receive on the day when we rise with Christ. Because you see, God sees our human needs. God reveals our need for Him. God doesn't need much from us, and God is the one who ultimately fulfills our needs. But do we see beyond that? Do we see that God has given us the bread of life? See, this sign points to the Messiah. And if the only thing that God offered us was the bread of life, we will be full for eternity. But my friends, God has offered us so much more. And we just need to offer him the little that we have. Well, family, that's all the time that I have for this week. Until next time. And if you want to study these things deeper, I want to encourage you to join a Harvest small group. And you can join our men's, women's, couples, or co-ed groups at harvest.church forward slash groups. And once again, you're listening to our Harvest Men of Valor podcast. And this is Pastor Elijah. God bless.